Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Howdy, hey, I am Randall K. Harp coming to you live. Oh, Stacy wants to see what's going on. Can you imagine that? Just she doesn't want to be on screen, but she wants to see what's going on on the screen. Anyway, you know who I am. Says so down below, Randall K. Harp, coming to you live from magnificent Middle Tennessee with the free for all Friday edition of Bible News Radio. And for those of you who may be new, you see that I'm just the co-host and AV guy. And what I'm doing is I'm keeping you entertained, spinning the tunes. Well, <laughs> Stacy finishes a late lunch, your sweet and lovable host. So, welcome to the broadcast. I'm going to, well, I can't see who's coming in on Periscope, but what's going on in the way? I see Melanie over there on YouTube, and um, it's quiet, too quiet over there on Twitch. But welcome, all y'all, uh, to the broadcast, and... Uh, Interesting things lined up for you today as we um, do this free-for-all Friday where we talk about pretty much whatever we want to talk about, unlike any other day of the week. No, the other days of the weeks are usually kind of planned, and on Fridays we kind of surprise each other with uh, what our topics are. Um, the, the headline, as you see for this, is asking the question, uh, was Abraham Lincoln, as in the... 16th president, is that right, of the United States? Was he an atheist? And there is a, a Bible that is surfaced that offers clues to his religious beliefs. We'll be looking at that in a bit. As also, I've got a dog on my lap who's squirming all around trying to get comfortable. Moving around. Alright. Makes it hard when uh, he's also underneath the keyboard tray. The keyboard drawer that's pulled up over my lap and trying to squeeze himself underneath it and anyway this is this is live streaming people this is live broadcasting this is what you deal with someone said some famous person talked about when it comes to show business never to follow children nor animals because you know it's just unpredictable or just working with children and animals is unpredictable but it's a fact that's a fact jack um, so, here we are, Friday. How's your week going, peeps? Um, I know the most of you are there on Periscope, but I didn't come prepared to, to see, um, see y'all out there. Actually, I can. Hold on. If I pop over here, I can view the broadcast. I hope there's no, hope there's no feedback. Hope we don't get a audio loop here, but. All right, I know it is, but I, I couldn't see the. All right, I just wanted to see the any comments that I was missing out. But yeah, I see that Sean is there, and uh, Rachel and Jesus are there, and Annie has just joined, and uh, Melanie is there on uh, Periscope as well. So 
Howdy, hey, y'all. And is Stacy missing in action? Asks Mama Gina. And no, she's um, stuffing her face with a burrito. So, not really stuffing her face. She's putting stuff in her empty stomach uh, through her mouth. She hasn't eaten since pickleball this morning, so... You know, give give the lady a break, huh? All right, and then and then Tug smells food, of course, so he's here looking to see what's going on. And WWW somebody TSME is joined. Um, look the broadcast and and Mama, oh, that's Mama G H G G. Sharon's here. Not missing, but in action. That's right. Um, truth. Truth right there. And now she's getting out a microphone. Well, I figure you can hear me. I'm not going <clears> to... <throat> you don't need to see me eat. All right. I'm not Glenn Beck, after all. <clears throat> all right. I won't put or you Alex on screen. Jones. Thank God for that, right? <laughs> that you're not Glenn Beck or Alex Jones? Yeah. <laughs> Especially since I don't, I don't lean that way. <laughs> I mean, and I think both of them are, I think God. both of them are married men, so they don't lean that way either. So yes, it is good. But I'm almost done. Don't worry, people. Yeah, she's almost done. So this is this is a great time to. I feel good. I feel like they they tune in for me. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Why I don't know, but we have some good news, so. Yeah, we have some good news. I'm not sure what it is, but but uh, well, while you're finishing up there, maybe I should just go ahead and jump into this quote lead story unquote. And uh, good I can idea. I can do that. I can. Face of evil, go away. I oh, can put be gone. that there. Dial up the size on that a little bit, so all y'all can read it. Maybe I can even read it with you. So, this article over at foxnews.com, and that should have been a, a smooth a smooth transition. Let's, let's do that again, okay, for just, just the effect, because I like to see my little, little thumbnail uh, shrink down into the corner. So, this is the way it was supposed to work. Take two. There. I like that better. Okay. All right. <clears throat> this article over at foxnews.com, written by Caleb Park. Abraham Lincoln Bible Services offers clues to his religious beliefs. A Bible that once belonged to President Abraham Lincoln resurfaced 150 years after his death, pointing to the faith he clung to at a pivotal moment in American history uh, when he was growing more overtly religious. Um, and trials have a tendency to do that difficult times. Uh, Lincoln's faith has long been debated over the years. He was known as the, quote, village atheist, unquote, as a young man, but he gave one of the most explicitly religious speeches ever by a president during his second inaugural address. Scholars say the new discovery helped solidify his faith in, later, in his later years. Uh, President Abraham Lincoln's, uh, we see there in this picture, 150-year-old Bible was gifted to his neighbor, Reverend Noyes W. Minor, by his widowed wife, Mary. Minor's family has passed it down and recently donated it 
so the public can now view it in the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. So on Thursday, the Bible will go on display for the first time in, in said museum in Springfield, Illinois. And the 16th president was given the holy book on June 16th, 1864, just a little over, um, what, 155 years ago. Uh, during a rare wartime trip to Philadelphia raising money for wounded soldiers, where Lincoln donated 48 signed copies of the Emancipation Proclamation that were sold for fundraising. He was gifted the 18-pound gilted Bible decorated the words faith, hope, and charity. Of course, coming from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, by the hospital... Uh, it was decorated by the hospital that treated wounded ill and wounded and ill soldiers during the Civil War. The cover of the Bible reads, Presented to Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, by the Ladies of the Citizens Volunteer Hospital of Philadelphia. Pretty cool there that we have this photo of the exterior of the hospital that gave the Bible to President Lincoln uh, in 1864. Of course, I don't know if this photo was taken in 1864. It looks like judging by the wagons and the style of dress and railroad there it probably was around the same time anyway a few months later upon receiving another copy of the bible as a gift lincoln wrote in regard to this great book i have to i have but to say it is the best gift god has given to man all the good the savior capital s all the good the Savior gave to the world was communicated through this book. But for it, we could not know right from wrong. All things most desirable for man's welfare, here and hereafter, are to be found portrayed in it. Uh, Mary Lincoln, uh, a widow after Lincoln's assassination, gave the Bible uh, the six known to historians that was owned by the Lincoln family to their neighbor who lived across the street. Uh, the neighbor was Reverend Noyes W. Minor, a Baptist minister, who read the book of Job at the Republican president's funeral. On the back, the first lady inscribed Mrs. Abraham Lincoln to N.W. Minor, uh, D.D., I'm assuming that's Doctor of Divinity, degree October 15, 1872. On Thursday, the Bible will go on display. Yeah, right. Read that earlier. She wrote that Miner was a, a very a friend, very much beloved by my husband. And historians speculate the former first lady gave the Bible to Miner as a way to protect her husband's legacy, as she had angrily rejected assertions that he was an atheist. Miner once wrote that Lincoln believed not only in the overwhelming providence of God, but the divinity of the sacred scriptures. And the First Lady told him at Ford's, Ford's Theater that Lincoln was planning a post-White House visit to Jerusalem to see the places hallowed by the footsteps of the Savior. And so there's the outside of the Bible. Uh, it was gifted to the neighborhood. And on October 15, 1881, Miner wrote, The bullet from the pistol of the assassin entered his brain, and the soul of the great and good president was carried by angels to the New Jerusalem above. Good that he had his theology right about New Jerusalem being above already. That will one day uh, come down. Um, anyway, 
Another Bible owned by Lincoln was used by former <clears throat> President Barack Obama in his 2009-2013 inauguration. It was also used by President Trump in his two in his 2017 inauguration, um, uh, etc. So, um, well, I might as well <laughs> read it now. I thought, well, I don't want to go on, but why not? There's just a few sentences left. So, the recently unveiled Bible will go on public display at the request of the, of Miner's family, who passed the keepsake down from generation to generation. Of course, I mean, a hundred. 130 or 147 years, 1872 to 2019, I guess, I mean, generation to generation, that only mentions two, so, you know, it's only going to be not so many, maybe three generations in that time. Anyway, the, the donation of this Bible offers a new opportunity to reflect on Lincoln's religious belief, said Ian Hunt, head of acquisitions for the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. Uh, it is a tangible connection to the fascinating question of what Lincoln believed and how those beliefs evolved as he endured tragedy after tragedy. You know, it reminds me of, you know, the old adage that there are no atheists in foxholes. I've heard that recently. Did you? <clears throat> mm -hmm. Do you want to join us I, on I think I'm train? ready. Do I have anything on my teeth? Um, yeah. Probably some phosphorus and... Other things that bone is made of, pulp, you know, pulp and and nerves and blood and. Okay. Um, He's not funny, is he? Oh, you meant between your teeth. Okay. <clears throat> Big difference between in your teeth and between your teeth. The prepositions are you know, describe completely different places. Yeah. <clears throat> Fact, Jack. This is true. This mm. is true. This is true. You Mama can say Gina's, that, but it's... Mama Gina says, does it contain notes? It was given to him, so why is it proof? And yeah. Sean is welcoming me, I believe, to my show. Yeah, probably. Today's yeah. grammar lesson, Melanie says. Mm -hmm. Well, the title is it offers clues to his religious beliefs. Um, but I think the the history around the Bible, this is the Bible that he gave to the reverend, the same reverend that testified. Hello, people. Though it could have been, <laughs> you know, political. Anyway, apparently the the reverend uh, minor was, was convinced of of Lincoln's faith and and so he was a man of faith for sure I mean he he had to I mean think of all the times he ran for president that took some faith well for several political offices and before he was elected uh, senator from Illinois okay and then eventually <clears throat> are we done with this now well I guess so but it's yeah, uh, it just it's just interesting that well, I guess it's coming out now because his Bible has recently come to light. I mean, the parent, the, so, the, the 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 minor family knew about this Bible, but Mama Gina says the things he said gives me proof. Yeah. Annie says that she's back. Yeah, you are. Mm. <clears throat> I know Periscope seems to be kicking people off and stuff. Mm. All right, well, let's talk, people. 
aren't we talking now? I know. I got to talk, though. You know. It means you got to vent? No. Well, kind of. No. I don't know. Okay, people. I mean, it's free for all Friday. You okay, are the you sweet can... and lovable host. But just remember, you're the sweet and lovable host. I'm a sweet, lovable, temperamental host. In case you didn't know that by now. Okay, so here's the deal, people. I woke up really depressed. Yeah, I did. I was thinking about Jonah and how after he repented, you know, he, not, he, 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 Nineveh repented, Jonah went and he sat under a tree and was kind of like, you know, this is, uh, this is, this sucks. I want to (laughs) die. And then I thought about Elijah um mount carmel and after how he took on the gods of baal and won and god kicked butt you know and afterwards he was like i want to die (laughs) i thought about that i i truly did think about these things this morning and i was just like lord look and then i had posted something on facebook and i went ahead and i responded to everybody who was trying to encourage me with snarky comments about how I didn't have a lot of faith in God, etc. blah, blah, blah. And it's not that I don't have faith in God. It's people that irritate me. Yeah, I admit it. People irritate me. People that don't keep their word, who lie, they really bug me. Evildoers bug me. So I was telling Randall this, and he's like, I know. <laughs> Do you need a hug? <laughs> like, yes, I need a hug. So, uh, anyway... So, long story short, I pulled myself together because I've been teaching a few people about this three-word phrase up until now, fill in the blank, right? So, it's like, physician, heal thyself, coach, heal thyself, whatever. (laughs) Do this. Um, I decided, you know what? Forget this. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go play pickleball. So, I went and played pickleball because usually I play on Friday, as you probably know. And um, the first thing that happened when I walked into the facility was I ran into um, this dear lady who works at my dad's assisted living. And she asked me how I'm doing. Of course, that makes me cry because I'm like, oh, my gosh, somebody actually asked me how I'm doing. So I I, I told her a little story and we talked and blah, blah. We're going to go out to lunch at some point. We keep talking about it, just haven't done it. I was like, okay, that's cool. So then I go into pickleball where all my friends are at playing. And, you know, one person after another comes up to me and asks me how I'm doing. You know, I'm like, okay. Doing all right. Stop asking me this question, people. No. (laughs) I'm all emotional because I was emotional. Played pickleball pretty good. And, uh, and then I left and came home because this hand is kind of numb because of the whole pinched nerve thing going on. But whatever, who cares? Came home and I decided to call my friend uh, Cheryl up, who um, I've known since I was about 18. And um, all that because she sent me a text message this morning telling me that her and her husband want to pay for the tree that got damaged yesterday and they want to pay for the removal of the of the tree and so those of you who watched my instagram story yesterday know that i was quoted at 750 dollar uh initial quote for 
a tree removal, which is a lot of money if you don't have it, especially a lot of money even if you do have it, in my opinion. And um, I actually found somebody else, though, who was willing to do it for half that cost. So I called Cheryl up to thank her for being generous and offering to pay for that. While I was on the phone talking to her, um, Ariel Ministries emailed me, as you guys know. It should be free. Well, the tree removal costs money. The taking the wood away is free. But if it, here's the deal. If the tree falls and breaks and falls into the, into the street, then the city has to pick it up and then it will be free completely. But right now it's like hanging over, ready to, ready to fall. <laughs> so we have to, you know, have it taken down before it does injure somebody's car. Anyway. Anyway, so, uh, long story short, Ariel Ministries, uh, has agreed to keep paying us our amount, um, for. As can, as, as has committed to continue sponsoring us. Yes. Sponsoring this program. At through, through, through the remainder of the year. Through the remainder of the year, that's guaranteed. At least, that's, I yeah. mean, maybe, you know, that's beyond gar- that. That's guaranteed. Um, they don't know yet what their budget's going to be next year, but that's not surprising. Most people don't. Yeah. Um, but that means that we can still do our show three days a week uh, and still get paid the same as what we're being paid now doing seven days a week. Which, you know, made me cry, guys, just so you know. <laughs> So, yeah, well, anyway, so my frustration and irritation with God goes up and down, <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in that, so I don't feel stupid telling you that because it's, it's, it's tough, you know, it's, it's tough, so the trial but like i told you a couple days ago i did feel peace making the decision to go to three days a week and you know what's interesting you guys is that um some of you emailed me after i you know i've been getting all these private messages from some of you and like a couple of you are like yeah you do way too much as it is it's about time you cut back on the show (laughs) i got another email that said uh that's a good thing. I'm glad you're cutting back on the show. You guys are doing way too much. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So, well, why don't you guys tell us that before? Uh, but so anyway, anyway, so Randall and I um, are, are happy about this because this will definitely give me a little bit more time to do what I need to do for my dad. Because he's not getting any younger as none of us are, but you know, he's not, he'll be 91 next month. And, um, he's getting worse. So, I mean, <clears throat> and it's emotional, you guys. I mean, anybody has, who takes care of a, anybody, I mean, it doesn't even have to be an elderly dementia pa- Parkinson's patient. It can be somebody who is, you know, a, um, a child who's got disabilities or special needs. It's difficult to take care of somebody. It's challenging. Dementia is challenging though, because it's like, 
you're living in another reality than they are. And so it's hard not to, um, it's, it's hard to not get frustrated with the hundredth conversation, you know, the same conversation over and over. And it's, it's just, it's just difficult. So it's, and it's draining. It just is. Um, being an entrepreneur, as you know, there's a roller coaster with that. So, um, you know, it'll give me an opportunity to grow <clears throat> the Legal Shield business and also uh, hopefully a coaching and online stuff that I've been wanting to do. My friend Dr. Jennifer Fee and I have been putting together a program. But again, you know, there's only so many hours in a day, you know what I mean? So it is um, cool that I'll have four days now where I can not have to cut my day in half because it's really when you're this show takes four hours out of my day easy every day minimum so uh, and in the days it doesn't you can probably tell <laughs> in the days it does you know but i mean i've gotten it down to a science where i could probably do it in three but still there's been days where it's like two hours and i'm like okay this i just can't do it i, I i'm i'm too much of a person who needs structure i have it the way it is i'm not a type a personality but i'm probably a b plus so it's it's you know it's important so so thank all of you guys for praying for us um and randall and i were talking about it and here's the thing you know i'm not gonna stop doing my social media updates i'm not gonna stop texting so you'll you'll still get my text messages it will just be that our show is going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it may be longer than an hour for all we know. Maybe it'll be 90 minutes or two hours. I don't know, but it will be at least an hour, <clears throat> um, and we'll be promoting it better. Uh, I still will interview people as we can. You know, I don't know who's going to be available on the weekend, but um, if we have to, we can pre-tape some stuff, um, and it will hopefully be fresher for you and not like you know this <laughs> not that this is bad but just saying um so randall what are your your thoughts i mean on what we've been talking about right now what you've been talking about right now mm -hmm. i'm i'm optimistic that um with um you know fewer shows gives us you know more that we can put into them and i think it'll stay fresher uh and i think we're going to pick up some viewers that we would not normally have during the week even though the you know the archived episodes are always available both in video and audio you know, people, unless unless someone is, you know, they subscribe and they're going through their feed, you know, YouTube or Periscope or whatever, they're not going to see episodes that are days old. So I think, you know, there will be a lot more people watching on the weekends, spending time in visual social media, on Periscope, on YouTube, on Twitch, and and, you know, more of a likelihood of been catching us that time yeah that's what i think yeah and see what we want to do i want a new radio intro we want to do some things there's so many things that we could be doing more 
but when you're doing it every day, it's just hard. I mean, there's only two of us doing it. You know, I was thinking about Janet Parshall, my radio mentor, and um, <clears throat> well, I listened to her 15 hours a week, but she had a staff of three to four people helping her out with editing the show, with doing sales, you know, with all that stuff. All she had to do was do the, the reading and being on air. She didn't have to do anything else. Um, and so, you know, her show sounds better because she's got the bumper music. She's got all this other stuff that in real radio, five people take to do, you know, and of course TV in, <clears throat> I just knocked something over, in real TV, you have 5 million people behind the scenes doing stuff, holding a mic, doing this, doing that, switching the angle of the camera. I mean, <clears throat> and so, yeah, Randall and I that are. a control room full of people. And with one director standing there saying, go three, go four, <laughs> cut to yeah. whatever. Not that we're trying to do that, but, you know, it does make for a better viewing experience. And what I can tell you is that my guests have told me they've been on national TV that is produced just as good as this show. So <clears throat> not that we're great or anything, but just saying we're trying to. You know, we don't, as Christians, excellence should be our goal, right? You know, so, okay, so now that, that good news is out of the way, let me ask all you people out there. I challenged you earlier this week. Yeah, I did. And now you guys got to fess up. I challenged you this week to take a Bible out of, a page out of your Bible and handwrite it and then carry around that handwritten page and read only that part of your Bible this week. How many of you did it? Because I we didn't did. actually have to tear a page out. No, right? I handwrote. I handwrote out First Corinthians fifteen, uh, one through twenty-two, because that was what was on my page. And I'm just curious how many of you guys did that to identify with the persecuted church, and that's how they there delivered God's word. Anybody? Hmm. Did anybody do it? Hey, Doctor Baldy, did anybody do it? Hmm. Just curious. You don't have to tell me. Yeah, you do. <laughs> nope, Mama Gina says. <laughs> uh, nope, I wasn't interested. <laughs> By the way, I went to Taco Bell. Yeah, I did. And Taco Bell right now. I never, I, I never buy crap like this, just so you know. Can't say never because you just did. Oh, you just saw it yesterday? Okay, that's all right. So I never buy, I never buy drinks. I only drink water, but they had this watermelon thing. And I was like, you know, I'm kind of in the mood for watermelon. So first of all, here it is. Does this look watermelony color? Look at that. They actually have, you know, a huge straw, which are illegal in California. And at the bottom, they have candy watermelon seeds there, which are kind of tart. But this doesn't taste like watermelon. Which, I was like, what? This doesn't even taste like watermelon. But anyway, for those of you who are curious what that was. It has a melon essence. Essence of melon. Reminds me more of cantaloupe than watermelon. Alright, so God rules forever. It says Proverbs 1, 1-14. to So you wrote that out? There you go. That's the way to do it, people, right there. And Melanie said no, and Sean said it's not. What's not? Well, the what I'm drinking, it's not, you didn't know faith. I thought you said you were going to on my Facebook page. 
Okay, whatever. Oh, yeah, it's just sugar, I know. All right, so here's the thing. Okay, I get it. I understand why nobody wants to do this exercise. It's difficult, right? I mean, you got to hand write stuff out. That's difficult. We're all used to typing. But here's the thing. I still want you to do it. I want to challenge you over the weekend to take one page out of your Bible and just hand write it out, you know, because you never know when you're going to need it. I actually read an uh, article it's many years ago. Randall might remember this. You remember the person that actually hand wrote the Bible and they left it for their kids? <clears throat> remember that story a long time ago? Some, some, uh, one parent decided that they were going to handwrite literally the whole Bible out and give it to their kids. And they did it over years, of course. Um, but vaguely familiar. I've seen artwork mm -hmm. where someone hand wrote like the entire New Testament and with making some strokes heavier to where it forms an image. Um, kind of like a newspaper side. Very, anyway. But so, but no, the specific story you're referencing you don't sounds remember vaguely it? familiar. But so Sean said he'll read Third John for the weekend. Right. Really, John. Really, Sean. Seriously. Did you really say that? No, he typed it. Yeah, I know. He may have said it too, but. Melanie said, "I will write one page. However, I need to read more than that." Rachel said, I will do it. I used to do it growing up. My school made me memorize chapters, writing them out. Yeah, and see, my goal my goal isn't, well, kind of it is. My goal is to get you to memorize it. <laughs> Just like my goal is to get me to memorize it because the Chinese believers, like they were saying, you know, look, if you are, if, if you're spending time mem memorizing God's word, if they, if the government comes to take your Bible, they can't unless they kill you because you got it hidden in your heart. Plus, God said to hide it in our hearts, people. He actually told us to do that. Gina says, I regularly cop copy scripture. Yeah, I do too. I do too. But I will tell you, I was on Instagram. I posted what I wrote. I was really surprised, actually, at the the comments that I got when <laughs> just from posting what I wrote. I don't know if people were commenting, wow, I can't believe you wrote that much scripture or if they're comment or they were thinking wow you write sloppy or wow look how nice you write or whatever but I have to tell you um here is a here is actually a dementia trick as you probably know um if you handwrite you know you actually handwrite stuff out that will hinder de dementia as well and we've lost that skill a lot just so you know because you know a lot of people just you know don't write that's why when you get a letter in the mail and it's handwritten from a friend, you're like super excited because it's special. It's not all typed out. So there you have it. There you do. Chinese have 350 symbols in their symbol symbols. Is that what you meant? In their alphabets. They do. They have 350. Wow. I had no idea. I think that's more of a simplified Chinese. I think. Gina said, great, then I'm never going to be demented. <laughs> Good. <clears throat> it's true. It's true. Uh, check it out. Okay. So, all right. So, Ariel Ministries does sponsor our show, so we should thank them again, as always. You guys, if you 
haven't heard of Camp Shoshana yet, <laughs> you must be new because <laughs> we talk about it every week. Uh, it's starting soon, next uh, two weeks from now, it looks like Camp Shoshana is going to begin. So I hope that, uh, you know, if you don't know anybody um, that's going, you could find out. Maybe you can get invite a friend to go or mention it to them or something. And then, of course, don't forget, you can go to, uh, um, I just realized his jacket's unzipped. You can go to ariel.org and you can use the coupon code Bible News to buy the Bible study in First Peter that we're doing, which will continue, by the way, even when we go to three days. Okay, I'm zipping his jacket up because I can, people. Or can I? Is it stuck? The zipper is stuck. There it is. Now he looks tougher. All right. So, um, also, if you want to be a pillar of the community, hey, Beth, welcome to the show. You can um, become a pillar by just committing to donate to the show, which I hope you keep doing for us. That would be good. Um, BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. Uh, thank you for your donations. We really appreciate them. <laughs> More than you know. Uh, <clears throat> we just do. Um, and, of course, if you want to become a member of Legal Shield or um, ID Shield, then you, you know how to get in touch with me for that, too. By the way, if you are an ID Shield member currently, you, you will be getting an email from Legal Shield with the opportunity to upgrade your membership uh, for $5 more a month. I would encourage you to do it, not because I get a big fat commission on it, but because you get way more protection for it. And um, I actually talked about this yesterday at our networking meeting, but I will tell you here, just to give you an idea, let's see here. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so the current membership all of you have and especially if you're associates of mine you really should upgrade as a, an associate but um, right now you get one bureau monitoring with the upgrade you'll get three bureau monitoring and I can tell you something uh, I updated mine I went in I looked at my credit report from one of the bureaus that I had haven't even seen my credit report I actually found a collections item on there that had been there six years and I'm like what the heck is this for and I called them up, and they're like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay, well, still not being paid. It's not valid. But anyway, my point is, you get three bureau monitoring with the new one, <clears throat> and you get a $1 million insurance, which, which goes toward, in the event anything does happen to your identity, uh, and you have to actually take money out of your own pocket to pay it, they will reimburse you up to $1 million Right now, the insurance policy is only 25000 on the other one. <clears throat> and then um, they add other things like high basic, uh, high risk application and transaction monitoring, uh, rent to own monitoring, buy here and pay here, auto loan monitoring, auto pine, pawn, title pawn monitoring, enhanced subprime loan monitoring, payday loan monitoring. And there's some other stuff, too. But the thing that I like the most is the sex offender monitoring. I like that because I like to know who's in my neighborhood. <laughs> you know, just saying. Who we can be praying for. 
that they stopped molesting children and, you know, assaulting women and stuff. And in some cases, it's women doing it. We actually have one woman sex offender in my area, which kind of shocked me, to be honest. But it happens. Anyway, all that you get for five bucks more uh, if you upgrade your ID shield. So if you uh, haven't checked your email yet for it, go in and check it because um, all you got to do is click upgrade and then it's five bucks more. So a month. That clean? Okay. All right. Um, everyone in my Chicago area needs help. Yeah. yeah everybody needs help. Um, okay. So, um, Randall, do you yeah. have any new articles or anybody have any comments about that or questions? And I would pray and ask you guys, I would, this is a serious prayer request. I have not sold any legal shield this month at all. <laughs> I know, right? I'm in all these contests. I've had 12 sit down meetings this month with people. <laughs> so it's not like I'm not doing anything. Uh, but, you know, people, some people take longer to decide and blah, blah. Anyway, here's the thing, you guys. I've been in legal shield for a year. If I can meet my $90 goal this month, then. Uh, then my big bonus kicks in, and that will really help out Bible News Radio, <laughs> the, the bigger bonus. So please pray for that. And if you've been thinking about it and putting it off and you're like, eh, I don't know, um, I would highly encourage you to reconsider just because it's good for you. Never been to Chicago. You're not missing much, Annie. They have a big airport, though. Okay. Publishers plead with Trump not to impose a China Bible tax. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And basically, this is the gist of it. That, of course, the Trump administration... <laughs> I guess he decided to take me off the screen. That's okay. Well, I don't care. I can finish sure? my watermelon, whatever this thing is. All right. How's that? That's fine. Uh, you know uh, your hair's sticking up. Yeah, I know. Because I've... Uh, it's kind of cool though like all the young kids today have their hair sticking up mm. well, young kids it. listen to me randall's 55 it's headphone hair anyway um the gist is this the, the trump administration has you know um have uh proposed tariffs on chinese imports you know because for a long time i mean pretty much there are, are, well, like this article says, on $300 billion in Chinese goods. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's a month. That's probably a month, I don't know, that comes in to the U.S. from China. You know, just about, you pick up everything that's made in China. And for many years, China has enjoyed this most, you know, favored nation status with the U.S., even though their human rights abuses are atrocious. And, um... Anyway, I think it's, it's, you know, follow the money, I think, the way it works. And things get made cheaper in China. And so, you know, it's been, and as long as there's no tariffs on them, like there have been on goods from other countries, the same level, then, you know, it works well for a lot of U.S. businesses just looking to be cheap. And you see, you've seen it on Shark Tank all the time. Well, you could make these overseas, and you know who cares? 
who cares about the u.s economy it's it's about your you know about your financial uh uh, windfall, and you got to get the cost of these things down, have it made overseas. Anyway, so for, I would say for years, the Trump administration has been proposing t- higher tariffs on goods coming from China. Okay, but now there's a group um, saying, no, don't do that because it's going to affect Bibles and children's books that are being produced in China. Uh, as the article says, because of the unique paper printing technology and skills needed, we can't print books here in the U.S. We don't have the technology to print a book <laughs> in the United States of America. What what unique paper is not available here in the states or can't be made here in the states? You know what printing technology? I think what they mean is is unique paper. They can make it cheaper there. Printing technology is cheaper there, and skills needed. Labor is cheaper there. That's my take on it. Anyway, so trade group officials testified on a seven-day hearing on the proposed duties. Um, And so Mark Schoenwald, chief executive officer of HarperCollins, Christian Publishers, or Christian Publishing. Technically, HarperCollins is not a Christian publisher. No, but they have a Christian (laughs) publishing arm that publishes Christian books. They do, but they're owned by Quote, heathens, Christ- so. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And he testified to a uh, officials at the U.S. International Trade Commission saying, "We believe the administration was unaware of the potential negative impact these proposed tariffs would have on Bibles, and that it, that it never intended to pose a Bible tax on consumers and religious organizations." A 25% tariff would make it difficult to continue printing some formats and raise prices, leading to a Bible shortage that would hurt the Christian bookseller mar- market. For for a time, I think, until until they found you know stateside suppliers, and yeah, the price would go up because you know labor is more expensive here. Anyway, as well as ministries, churches, nonprofits, and other religious organizations that can't afford them. Um, There's also no viable alternative to the U.S. children's books printed in China because of the waterproof and non-toxic materials used in some cases, as well as China's investment in recent decades in needed equipment, said Daniel Reynolds, CEO of Workman Publishing Company in New York. If tariffs are imposed, there will be fewer books available to American kids. Got to plug that in there. It's for the children. Publishers try to use U.S. printers when possible, but capacity has been become extremely constrained since the 1980s, said M. Louisa Simpson, uh, Vice President for Global Policy of the Association of American Publishers. Because of thin margins in the industry, higher prices would mean some books would be discontinued, publishers might have to scale back, and bookstores, schools, and libraries would be affected, she said. <laughs> Trump has... Broad political support from evangelical Christians. Publishers are hoping he'll be receptive to sparing Bibles from tariffs, says Stan Jantz, head of Evangelical Christian Publishers Association. Quote, I know there's a great interest in the area of religious freedom and access to religious goods on the part of the administration. Unquote. Jantz said in an interview after his testimony, quote, we do hope that there would be an openness and strong consideration for Bibles, in particular and also for books, unquote. Hmm. So, 
before I continue with my two cents, I'd like to hear yours and also the audience. <coughs> should should there be tariffs um, on goods imported from China, like you know the same level there are from for many other nations' goods coming to the U.S. Should there you know should there be these tariffs placed on goods coming from China? One, and and two. Uh, should Bibles and books be exempt from the tariffs placed on those goods imported into the U.S. from China? Well, let me read Sean's comment. Uh, first, he says, Harper Collins published the first gender-free Bible in, 18, in 1989, rather. Um, and he says some tariffs. Um, <clears throat> I, well, how do I say this? Tactfully. Maybe. Or just... Have I ever been untactful? Uh-oh. Did you see that? Yeah, a little bit of a brown out there. Okay. Fortunately, well, all of this, all of our live streaming equipment is on battery backup, so... Yeah. I think the AC just came back on. Yeah. Okay. Well, that explains the high buzzing noise I was hearing. Does it? Yeah. Well, let's just hope our AC doesn't go out over the weekend. That would not, that'd be, boy, that would be awful. Huh. Anyway, um, so how do you say this? Well, I think tariffs, I think, you know, I do, I do think there needs to be. Yeah, there does. You know, I mean, look, China is a communist nation. Yes, it is. They, they, persecute christians and they are um they don't take care of their people really i mean not in a good way anyway um and if we're gonna make america great again to use the tagline of trump uh something needs to be done i mean we need more jobs here in america there's another brown out yeah i know another one <laughs> that's, not, that's not good um yeah. Something they're doing out on the street, I wonder. I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, we need, first, we need more jobs here in America, and we need, you know, they need to have some penalties, okay? Let's just put it that way. And whether it's a Bible or a book, it doesn't matter. To me, it doesn't matter. Um, I understand why this is a conversation piece. I get that. But doesn't matter i mean yeah to me it doesn't matter but well anyway. i'm i'm glad that we're figuratively on the same page no pun no pun intended it just works that way but there's a little pun talking about bibles and books we're on the same page mm -hmm. and it's just that we've you know yeah. these folks have gotten used to having these things made overseas yep and now when it, the cost might go up which is the whole idea of tariffs in the first place I mean, that's the whole, like, going back to the Constitution, that's how the federal government was going to be funded, through tariffs and excise taxes, not income right. taxes. Right. Tariffs and excise taxes. We should abolish the income tax. Uh, it was a, <clears> and, <throat> and it was. And the federal government was funded for a uh, <laughs> hundred and some odd years, you know, through tariffs and excise taxes. Ex tariffs on foreign goods coming in. Hey, if you want to sell goods in our market... You got to pay a price for that. This, this isn't is not good. good. This isn't good. This is like no. the sixth time that's just happened. 
Yeah. And, we're uh, just we're waiting to see if our electricity is going to go out again. If it goes out, we'll still be on air, like you say. Yeah. Um, we'll have to deal with the alarm on the UPS, but um, on the UPS, the uninterruptible power oh, supply. It's yeah, easy to gotcha. say UPS. Gotcha. Not United Parcel Service. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Anyway, so. Yeah, you know, tariffs and excise tax. It was tariffs on goods coming, foreign goods coming to the U.S. market. Hey, there's a there's a cost. If you want to, you participate in our market here, then there's there's an entry fee and excise taxes. If you're going to spend something, if you're going to, you know, there's a consumer tax on buying stuff. If yeah. if, if this is important to you, you know, you'll pay a little tax on it, and that funded the federal government for a long time. And we won't get into the creature from Jekyll Island. And... Right. I was just going to say that. I mean, if you guys mm. haven't read that book, the, the Creature from Jekyll Isle, Island, you really should. You should. It's um, it's an excellent book. It talks about how the Federal Reserve came into power, which is neither federal nor a reserve. Right. But but it's it's amazing. And income tax came at the same time. Mm. Yeah. It's it's an amazing book and. Um, Sean, no, there's not a storm yet, but there's supposed to be another one, which could potentially knock that tree completely over. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. So, um, so anyway, back to this thing. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, Bibles, books, whatever. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Then the real unfortunate thing is that people here, especially in the publishing industry, apparently have gotten used to their cheap goods coming from China, and they've built their businesses around. You know, cheap goods. We can make, have it cheaper. You know, made over there, shipped over here, and and now that oh, there's going to be tariffs on it, like there is, like there are, uh, on just about every other nation's goods coming into. It was you know when I forget who it was that gave China most favored nation status, and reduced tariffs and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it's like. I mean, it's like Crimea River. I, I'm sad, you know, I'm sad for you. It's unfortunate that you can't get, won't be able to, the stuff won't be as cheap anymore. But I think it's sad that people have gotten used to that, become dependent upon things being made elsewhere, not to help their economies. That's not what it's for, is having them made cheaply there and sent over here to sell them here at a higher profit margin. Um, it's... You know, it's not like we're investing in some countries to build up their economies and, you know, for goods there. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's five o'clock, but. See, now he always kind of like, he goes, he goes like this. You know, see, like, that's, that's the universal. You're crazy. No, no, that's, that's, no. you're crazy. You're crazy. The, the twirled finger <laughs> in the air. Let's, let's it's go. It's a helicopter. To... No. Go it's to, a helicopter. Go in the, into any, especially television production environment, and this is wrap it up. Yeah, like, Sean says just like our oil dependency in Arabia. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's really there's stupid. There's no shortage of oil production here. There's no shortage of oil production uh, in America. Yeah, a couple hundred years in, worth of... In the continental U United States, not just Alaska, but here actually in America. At our current we, consumption rate. Yeah, we have so much oil here that we don't even use. Yep. There's no reason why we need to be going over it's to... Just, it's being stockpiled. Egypt and other places. Just I mean, stockpiled in case we could no longer get the cheap oil. 
But if we only buy Americans' products, our products will then be cheaper than theirs. Right. Because the more people buy, the lesser the costs go down, right? Yep. At least this, so, that should be, I mean, I'm not a math whiz, but even I can um, figure that one out. Um, yeah. So. I mean, I'm, I'm all for, you know, the economies of other nations developing and, and benefiting. But you do that by building business there. Uh, supply and demand in those areas and it starts with leadership so if mm -hmm. you have a wicked dictator like they do in communist china then of course you don't you're not going to have the same type of freedom you know so i mean the bible talks about how you'll always have the poor with you it's not because he created a world that can't grow food everywhere and right. all that it's because the evil doers who are in power over them they are the ones that oppress these people and keep mm -hmm. them in bondage and keep them poor and starving and stuff like that. It has nothing to do with the ability of the earth to produce food everywhere. Yeah. Um, people go, oh, seven million people and Mother Earth is moaning. And, oh. It's ridiculous. <laughs> cry me a river. Yeah. No, don't cry me a river. Don't cry me at it. Don't cry me. I mean, that type of stuff irritates me. Mm. That's why the gospel is important to get out and share with people. Or just, or just the facts, geological facts about the amount of fresh water and the and the amount of. Well, Israel of, is Israel is proof of Earth's surface that's suitable for farming and. Yeah, Israel is proof mm -hmm. that God can make any land prosperous, mm -hmm. <laughs> flowing with milk and honey, as He put it, mm -hmm. right, in the middle of a desert of nowhere, you know. Just saying. I've been. I live in California. I used to live in California. California, um, you know, they have their water Southern pumped California. in. Southern yeah. California. They they have. They That's have, a political issue. They have water <laughs> pumped in, right? But what I can what I can tell you is that if you go to Southern California and then you go to Israel, the terrain is similar. It looks a lot like each other because it's desert. You know. So. Anyway. All right, yeah, like Las Vegas is too. Yeah. Um, all right, so um, so if you, you came in late, you didn't hear our good news. The good news is Ariel has agreed to continue to sponsor us through the end of the year uh, at the rate that they are paying us or sponsoring us at. So and, help them. Yeah, so make sure that you, you support the ministry. Let them know you appreciate that, you know, because... Because this means we'll we'll have more time to make the show better for you in a couple of weeks when we go to every, well, when we go to three days a week. Which, honestly, you guys, for me, it's going to be weird. It's going to be super strange because I've been doing this show for so long every day. Um, it's going to be weird. You know, it will be weird. I mean, it's going to be weird, honestly. I think, but like I prayed about it and I felt like that was what we're supposed to do and God just confirmed it. So... I was like, okay, all right, Lord, I'm not happy with this. <laughs> I'm not happy with the birth, the birthing of it, because uh, it's painful. But there might be something good on the other side, right, people? So, and yes, also my friend Cheryl and her husband uh, have agreed to pay for our tree to take care of that mess. So. More pickleball? No, probably not. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Annie, I, as much as that would be my desire, um, 
my body will not allow me to play more pickleball because because it's yeah because the pinched nerve and stuff I, I can't play and keep going numb it won't help does not help me at all so so and Sean I got your message so I will I will do that no problemo all right so people I'll see you later okay Randall will see you tomorrow you'll see me somewhere I'm sure you'll be like gosh there she is again anyway um <laughs> be bold stand up and go with God because he loves you people yeah he does <laughs>